Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of the program. Merely Bo in the Great Z. The sun is out, my friend. It's sun-kissed here on a Tuesday. It's great to see the sun on a Tuesday. It is a beautiful thing as we get ready for a little Saturday football this weekend uh, at First Energy Stadium, which I don't believe will be looking like this. Is it not? What are we looking I at? So. I tended, I t- tended Didn't to, we look at Gibby's it? got a hand up already. It said 32 and gusty. What, what can you tell us, Gibby? More, more entertaining to me than anything else Okay, is you adjusting your headphones. Yeah. And Zagura reaches down to adjust his right after you do. But he's doing your knob, not I his. That was my knob. No, the second one's mine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. First one's yeah, yours. You, you you touched his at first. All the way over. You did it yesterday Sorry. too, and he's I. He's a lied. friend. He can touch my knob anytime he wants. Thank it's you, Bob. He's safe. Yeah. Yeah, he's safe. We have full knob. Saturday, there's no precipitation. Let's just go with it. <laughs> okay. You know, good. we keep waiting. It's, it's going to be cold. It's interesting. Like, as I've looked at seven days, really going back, I think, fellas, for about a month. Every time I would look at an end of a seventh day, I'd be like, oh, it's going to get cold here. Then it's going to be 32. Then it'll be 28. And it just keeps getting pushed. I know it's inevitable. It's coming. But we haven't had that yet. We're here in the middle of December. Today's gorgeous out. I mean, it's cooler, but it's sunny. I mean, it's amazing what the sun does. You're wearing a vest. I'm wearing a vest. Let me tell you something. It stinks because it looked like we were going to get a little snow at the end of this week and then certainly snow leading up to Christmas. And now it looks like that's all gone. It looks like... Oh no! The forecast for next so week looks like, for Christmas. Looks it looks like. like we have snow here Friday, Saturday. We could have a little bit of snow here at the uh, the CMC CMC. Uh, but let me see. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could, could. next week, Thursday, yeah, Friday, twenties, your twenties headed yeah. into the holidays. So that's Christmas Eve. That'd be fun. Christmas Eve against the Saints right now is calling for a high of nineteen. Now, where will that game be played? Here. Hopefully in a dome. <laughs> Not in New Orleans. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. The more you watch of – I mean, the, I was thinking about – you saw the Bill sign uh, Beasley back. Yeah. They had to get they, – they're not able to get underneath. But the, the more you watch them, you think about us with Watson. Like, if you have one of these football Ferraris at quarterback and you're going to have them for a decade, you want control a good the environment. climate, man. Control you, the climate. Yes. You want a good environment. Yeah, very good. Um, it's so you you guys remind and Gibby reminds in the rundown today that today is like a first Friday, even though it is a Tuesday for the team. It's like a first Friday. Yeah. So they'll have a walkthrough later today. When is Coach addressing the media? Today at three forty-five good. after their walkthrough. All right, very Perfect good. for us. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And then we're on with the week uh, with that Saturday four o'clock. How much is made? Is this? You move up a day. I think way you go. I'm surprised though that it's not like I would have thought that you would have had Monday off. Yeah, Tuesday would have been Wednesday, or maybe you don't get Monday off. Tuesday well, is Wednesday. I coming off the L, you probably eat it. That will be the case, but because you're coming off of the Sunday game, like next week, you know we we play on Saturday, so they'll be off yeah, on Sunday, Sunday, and then they'll come in and Monday. Probably and probably Monday. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying it feels to me like we got we we're trying we got work to do. Yeah, we are not an accomplished football team right now. No, no, not. Um, so there you go. So you'll have uh, the game here on Saturday, and that's four thirty. Four thirty. Okay. 
And then we're back to back Saturdays, right? When do we when do we know the game time on New Year's on Christmas Eve? Is that been one set? o'clock? That's one o'clock. Okay, one o'clock. <clears throat> okay. All right, there you go. It's funny, like normally, I look I look ahead to all of those things, but we have been in a just win this week mode for a yep. while now, and so I haven't even paid attention. It to didn't matter what's coming because it didn't matter until you it, until you stack wins. You really couldn't look ahead, and now you the reality of the situation, which by the way got worse. Last night, it was long odds anyway, but um, certainly all of the losses for the teams that have tiebreakers over you were going to be required. Uh, the Patriots uh, getting by Arizona. Kyler Murray hurt right away with a non-contact knee injury. That's awful. I like any time when you pick an NFL game and you say, you know, he has trouble with scrambling quarterbacks, and then scrambling quarterback is gone in three minutes. That's fun. You like that? Yeah, that wasn't good for either one good. of us. No. Losing not, week? I, I think first losing week of the it. year. I turned it on. He gets hurt. I was like, I'm done. You know, all right, great. For me, this was um, this was this is a perfect Manning cast game. Oh so, man, it was great. I've given you guys like my rundown. Now I watch for a half, or until the until they know that the game is going to half, and then I watched Yellowstone last night, and then got into the second half. I did the same thing on Sunday night with White Lotus. Get to halftime and then watch, and then I'm out. Yeah, and then check back in. I never came back to this one. I'll be honest. I checked back in after just to see what the score was, just just to pay attention to the scores and see where we were. And then I saw all of a sudden that we discovered offense in the second half, and I went, yeah. "Okay, well that's enough. I'll go to bed." Um, but this is this was a a game that I had next to no interest in, um, really at all. In fact, I don't even think I, other than the Murray uh, injury, which I didn't even see in real time. I saw that later and kind of the aftermath of that. I cannot even tell you a play that was made in the game because all I was doing was listening to the Mannings talk to Burrow and then Bill Simmons. That was really – that was my – and then text you. Yeah, that Eli was talked right through an entire touchdown. No, there's – is there a game going on? I'm sorry. I mean, that – Bill <laughs> Simmons was great. Yeah, he – He was phenomenal. Yeah. Burrow was not as good as I – but I think he's got to be careful, right? He can't – he's – I think he's he was, very measured. He was very good on the football stuff – and wasn't and was very met it's a good word measured on anything that was trying to be fun and they punted i think on him they pulled ripcord pretty quick because it was like you know we're not getting much we had like the kid the the girl with the uh tooth extraction yeah. they had that video he didn't give him much of anything on that it was like no. three words um they did like the the cigar thing with him and mac jones and he, which was great they didn't give he didn't give him any of that very little uh, they used his dad with the mustache and his relationship to Warner. Were you going to grow a mustache? Like, it's a five-word answer. Like, there wasn't much there. And if you – I know you guys don't, but for what I do in the morning, I do listen to the press conferences in Cincinnati. And he's like that week to week. Like, he answers questions directly about the non-football stuff, and he, he'll answer it, but it is short and it's out. Yeah. Like, he's not interested in – doing that he's not rude he's not a punk nothing like that got a smile on his face very open to all of it but just doesn't feel like he's interested in engaging on that stuff that's silly no he i guess he's that's why she likes his ambition yeah he's focused (laughs) he's focused right there yeah simmons was great the story of eli and peyton being on a golf trip and their 40s they're like dumb and dumber and eli giving him an atomic wedgie Ruining his best, his favorite pair of underwear, yes. and not allowing him to nap, and it, it, apparently causing pain. Peyton said yes. I was in pain. I wasn't ready to fight because I was in so much pain. But was so angry that it could have led to that. Yeah, by it. I thought that was great. That was great. And like then stepbrothers getting Peyton to drop the story that Belichick put Peter Peter Bulware onto the 
Pro Bowl team just to cause cause uh, cost Modell a million dollars was incredible. Incredible. And that then there was segment, a long that, snapper that was dating Pamela Anderson. Yeah, and he Belichick wanted her put him on the Pro Bowl because he wanted Pamela Anderson. She didn't come in the said. in the Pro Bowl. Um, that was all great. I I think in general. They are. You and I were texting about this last night. They are far too married to their pre-rehearsed questions and bits, especially Eli. Eli, especially like let a guy finish a thought, let a conversation happen in natural order. Yeah. Instead, he can't wait to get back to that paper and read another bit that's pre-produced with a graphic or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. Let I think sometimes the people don't know when to stop talking because it feels like as soon as they do, they can't take a breath, or else they jump right back in with another pre-produced thing um and there was i thought there was that was a little bit too much the thing that i found simmons is so smart that there was the there was when he was asking he goes peyton you know you talked to brady you guys are in that secret culture like what happened with him and bill i would have loved to have he hear manning answer that so they go to break they come out of break manning very half-assed the answer i mean it was he didn't give it i think they're fine now is what he said like there wasn't i think it's fine or whatever and it's like well, wait a second. Like that would have been something of great value. They are not. I don't think he wanted. I don't think he felt comfortable. It felt Clearly, like he wasn't comfortable sharing whatever he's told him for yeah. sure. But I think that that's happening too often because Moss will ask him a question. They won't give like the type of answer that you'd like to hear from them out of it. It's like they don't want. They are the show, but they don't want it to be about them. They want it to be. They want to talk all about you. Yep. In a funny way and be self-deprecating and be silly. But in terms of real substantive convert, you get, don't get much of that. No, and they don't want to make news about no. something that they feel <laughs> they've gotten somebody to confide in them. I think that is yeah. quite clear. And and I think that's also quite understandable, to be honest. Um, yeah, they uh, – it was good. Did you see any of Keegan-Michael Key? I didn't. That's no, when I was on Yellowstone. Yeah, and then I, at point. the end it was Venetieri again, and he had a good story about Pat McAfee, about how um, when they drafted McAfee – to the Colts, he Venetieri texted him was like, "Hey, congratulations! Welcome to the Colts. Can't wait to work with you." And McAfee's like, "I'm going to be totally honest with you. I've never held before in my life." And Venetieri was like, "Come again?" So he had a buddy who held for him for years, and he booked Pat a flight to this guy's house for a week so that you could learn how to hold. And McAfee went, and by the time he was done, he was an excellent holder. Like that was the type of like give a damn that pat had to make sure that he did that job well so that was a fun story Look, i'm gonna be honest with you yeah i'm gonna be real honest with you i've never I've never done this before yeah so i thought i thought that was very good the game's garbage i mean the cardinals are garbage uh the patriots garbage. aren't much there's there's nothing there i that arizona to think of the energy that that organization had um at the end of kyler's rookie year during oh, kyler's man. rookie year yep deandre hopkins jj watt dos unos all that stuff to where that organization is now, I don't know. I know they just gave him an extension, which was there was no reason to do the Kingsbury extension. None. And I, the Murray one, you probably didn't need to do either. But now you did them both. I mean, you've got to get out from under Kingsbury now. There's no way you can continue down this path, can you? No, I think it's over. And you got to hope that you can get Sean Payton, but Sean Payton's not going to be interested now, knowing that Kyler's yeah. Kyler's going to miss a lot of next year. Yeah, it's yeah. too late in the season for for him yeah. not to. It'd be hard to imagine him playing and being ready by camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, though. You saw this is you bring up bring up Sean Payton. I don't know. Did you guys see the ratings on Sunday night? No. For Chargers Dolphins? I did not. Worst Sunday night ratings since 2008. 
they can try to tell you that you have to care about Tua and the Chargers and Herbert. People in those markets don't necessarily care about those two teams, let alone nationally. Those are not national brand franchises. And for all of – I think part of it is NFL wants Herbert to be – and he is. He, he's awesome with his arm talent, but they so badly want him to be a superstar that they market him in that way. But it's not catching on, man. It's not. The ratings are there, and they're not there the where the Chargers is, are on. We're going to end up with Sunday Night Football always being – the Giants, the Cowboys. No, it could be any northern the Niners, team. The Niners, the Steelers. It can be the Bears. Browns, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens. Everybody, it can be Patriots. It can, it's just, it has to be northern cities where people are really dialed in or like the Cowboys. Or transcendent stars. Like, But Mahomes. Kansas City's the best of that. I mean, that's a transcendent star. From Worse since 2008. The and way, that's a lot of firepower for nobody to watch. From people that are in the know... The ratings for Sunday Night Football all season are down. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. There's too many. It's it's so much. Waiting all day is not really. No, not really everybody has don't... access to every game now. You didn't used to. So it used to be that those primetime games mattered more because that you get, were guaranteed to get to watch that. Now everybody can watch whatever they want. Here's the other thing. When Sunday Night Football first launched, and it's still the number one show on television, so while it's not what it used to be, it's still the number one show. They used to get the best game every week. Yeah, not anymore. And they don't. No. Because Amazon paid a lot and Disney paid a lot for Monday night. Monday night football games have been a lot better. And I think there's a part of that. And you'd say, well, why isn't it working with Amazon? Because Amazon, the people that probably love Al Michaels and would listen to Al Michaels, don't maybe don't even know how to get onto Amazon Prime. Yeah. But I think that's I think losing Al Michaels, think about it. They've lost they went from having Dan Patrick, used to be yeah. Dan Patrick, Tony Dungy, Rodney Harrison. Yeah. Al Michaels. Yep. All gone and replaced by people that are not as good as they are. Lesser across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And that's no knock on Mike Trico. He's just not Al Michaels. No. No. And the people running that studio show now, it's... They got a thousand people on it. Too many people. And it's not yeah. good. No, it's not. It's not. So all of those things factor in. And again, it's still great. I mean, the, the ratings are still enormous. Correct. It's just, yeah, down across the board. Lowest since 2008, though. That's a big deal. Well, that's what I'm... Like, this game was the lowest since 08. That's a big with deal. all that firepower. But here's the deal. Like the Miami Dolphins are a very specific Miami franchise, and not even everybody in Miami cares. Yeah. And the Chargers have are they do not have a home. No. They don't. I mean, they're trying to hit LA over the head with Justin Herbert. LA doesn't care. They still view him as the San Diego Chargers. They're they're not a national brand in any way, despite right. having cool uniforms and everything else. So all of that is it's just kind of the reality of that spot. Um, Jack Conklin voted the Browns 2022 Ed Block Courage Award recipient. Conklin has been uh, selected by his teammates as the Browns 2022 Ed Block Courage Award winner. The Ed Block Courage Award is given annually to a member of each of the 32 NFL teams who best exemplifies the quality of Ed Block, former head athletic trainer of the Baltimore Colts, based on courage, compassion, commitment, and community. Conklin will be recognized during the Providence House's 27th annual Deck the House Benefit Auction at First Energy Stadium at 6 o'clock. I like it. I like it. Um, one thing before we get out of the out of the first segment, um, the sport of football lost a Titan today oh, in, in many ways. Um, as somebody who's spent the vast majority of my time talking um, about college football, 
Um, there have been few people I've enjoyed more than Mike Leach. And as long as I've had a microphone, I would play on shows I'm on Mike Leach clips anytime I found them. Oftentimes I would see them come down on a Saturday, text a producer and say, this is going in Monday at 948. And we're going to listen to him break down who would win a fight of Pac-12 mascots. Love that. That was a great um, one. Which was a fantastic – every one of them was. Um, and so there's a couple of things with Leach. Like he's known, I think, primarily because of these clips uh, from YouTube and social media and made people aware of Mike Leach because he did not coach Blue Blood programs. He was at Texas Tech, Washington State, and Mississippi State. Every one of those places is an outpost. He, had, he was a pirate by nature, was obsessed totally. with pirate culture, and always had to be on the outside of it. He would never have fit in in a blue blood program. There were a couple who knocked on the door for him, Nebraska did and Tennessee did. Um, what I appreciated most about him from that standpoint is in an era where we sit through press conferences and literally go, banging my head against the microphone, please say something. He said all of it every time. You could ask him anything, and he would answer it with a genuine affection for answering it, which was awesome. It was so much fun and so thrilling. I had so much respect for him, and I think a lot of people do from the standpoint of you respect the hell out of anybody who is unapologetically themselves. He never changed, no matter where he went. Yep. Same dude. I know a thousand people who coach for him um, who have come through that tree or were influenced by him. And that's the last thing I wanted to say on it. He's primarily known for these clips. But the man was a football genius. Oh, my goodness. The air raid offense that he brought to Oklahoma he was ahead in of 1999. Shoots, it started – so he comes up through Valdosta State with a coach named Hal Mummy. Yeah. Hal Mummy goes Kentucky. to Kentucky. Yep. They have Tim Couch at Kentucky. Correct. He was already there. Bill Curry had recruited Tim Couch. Mummy comes in. They light the SEC on fire. Oh, my God. Light it on fire. Leach goes to Oklahoma, becomes the offensive coordinator. He's there one year. They win it the next year running his offense. He then becomes a head coach at Texas Tech. Game changes everything. Becomes the most prolific offense uh, in the Big 12. And if you're wondering where the influence is, it's everywhere. It's every NFL Sunday. It's every college football Saturday. It's every high school game. When I first started covering high school football in the South, all they ran was triple option. Yeah. Within four years, all they run is spread. There's not a high school team in the country at, at the highest level that's not running a variation of the air raid spread offense. We see it. Deshaun Watson ran this offense at Clemson. He ran similar versions of it at Texas. This The concepts, I, I think you could argue Mike Leach and Mummy and some of those guys who brought that air raid out, I think it's right there with the West Coast and Bill Walsh when it, when he comes to the impact it had on the sport. I truly believe it. So we laugh at all the fun stuff, and I think he would love nothing more than that. But behind all of that was also a football genius. Yeah, he is fundamentally – that fundamentally changed the way the game is yes. played at, at multiple levels. And, in fact, it changed the way that receivers are able to come into the league and be productive right away. It changed the way the quarterbacks are able yeah. to come in the league and be productive right away that there was – remember, it used to be you had to wait until your a receiver's third year for them oh, yeah. to be any good? Not anymore. It's because it's about this. Think about all the seven-on-seven camps and mm -hmm. all of that because it's all predicated on space, speed, and being able to diagnose and make good decisions and quick decisions with the football. It's how, why these quarterbacks are the way they are. Yep, like Mike Leach it was a, an absolute pioneer. You go back like Air Coriel, you know, with the Chargers and Dan Fouts. That was so ahead of its time in the yeah. league, but it didn't really take mainstream Not until it happened, you know, in college. And then finally –
I mean, it's been, I want to say, when did the, the NFL, did probably didn't, it's been, what, maybe the last 15 years at most that the NFL even started to get that stuff incorporated into the league? Widespread? Yeah. Like predominantly gun? Probably Manning with the Colts? Rams? Greatest Sean Turner, but that was a totally different. That was Mike Martz. That would be like five down linemen, four receivers out, but he's under center a ton and mm-hmm. a lot of different drop Like backs. predominantly gun, four and five, four wide. Yeah. The Great Show on Turf had some of the, the components. A lot of people had the components of it. But didn't do it the way they and did. And I don't even, you know, I don't know if there's ever been, if they, like, obviously what Mahomes is doing now in Kansas City is the full on that, you know, when he operates almost entirely out of the gun. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely been in the last decade or so. I mean, you used to have to put quarterbacks under center 90% of the time and drop back yeah. and play action and all that. And, and that, the way they handled, the way that he was part of the guy, not just him, there were others. Uh, but that offense, you know, the, you think about, do you want the perfect example of the impact? Do you know who his one of his first receiver was at Texas Tech? Wes Welker. So Wes Welker played at Texas Tech for Mike Leach, did so with Kingsbury at quarterback and then Sonny Cumbie after it. Um, he operated out of the slot, went undrafted. Yep. Wes Welker went undrafted. And then people said, well, wait a second. Goes to, to, Tamp- to uh, uh, New England, and they go, huh, the quarterback likes when this guy goes about seven to eight yards and gets open, makes one guy miss, and picks up 12. That's something that's pretty effective. If you have somebody who can go deep and go somebody down the slot at tight end. And then all of a sudden, like Cooper Cup, what he did last year winning the Triple Crown is primarily doing those type of concepts, catching on the run, getting into space, and making people miss. That's an air raid concept. The slot receiver is an air raid concept. Yeah, that especially that kind of slot yeah. receiver, and it, it was you had to give Belichick credit, right, for seeing it, seeing it, taking it, and you get Welker, you get Julian Edelman, you get Danny Amendola, all working in that offense. It, it is, yeah, it's it's Im- incredible the w- difference in the way that we think about just the the league in general, right? The slot receiver being so important, the slot corner getting paid a lot of money yeah. because now you have to deal with these slot receivers. It's guys who can operate in space and just the the notion of space as opposed to three yards and a cloud of dust. Yeah. Now it's space, getting guys, athletes, making people miss, yards after the catch, all of those things. Yeah, totally change it. Short passes becoming long gains. Mm-hmm. Passes is runs. Passes run. Well, which is, and it's a variation of the West Coast, right? Sure. Those are long handoffs in the West Coast and some of the same principles, but now just doing it widening the field making them defend everywhere he was the best um it's so funny I've, it's been a joy watching the clips go around i'm guessing he's smiling about it because it, the stuff going around some the marriage one is unbelievable the advice of the kid on marriage the mascot one's unbelievable there's so many good ones like even there. this past season <clears throat> oh he's yeah walking down the sideline folding up all the chairs yeah so no one can sit down when they so come no one can sit down no That's total character you're not man. doing that Total character. Um, all right, lots to get to on the program today. Coming up next, we'll go around the league. One thought on every game. You have that to look forward to, which is nice. We're off and running here on a Tuesday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
If a car, truck, or motorcycle accident causes you injury, call the injured lawyers at 100 Elk, Ohio, for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns as we head around the NFL landscape. I guess Odell Beckham Jr.'s knee is not right. I think that's probably a lock now, as you see the Cowboys signing veteran free agent wide receiver well, T.Y. Hilton yesterday. He also said, did Odell, that he doesn't see the point in playing in the regular season. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. So if that's what you so you're saying I'm gonna just roll out there for you in the postseason and yeah. be full speed ready to go. Sure. Hard to imagine at this point. Probably just what sit would it the out, risk be this, of that? Right. Sit this out and sh- try and show up next year in camp with some sort of health and hope for the best. I mean that's probably the path for him. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Um, because this was the place. Yep. You know I think he wanted to stay in L.A. more than anything else, but then they fell off a cliff. And so then this was clearly the place to go was Dallas. They're the closest. They obviously needed more help at receiver. But here's the thing to me, okay? This is what I and, – and maybe he wasn't interested. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton could have helped this team. He knew Ours? Jacoby Brissett. We knew Anthony yes. Schwartz wasn't the answer coming out of training camp. T.Y. Hilton could have helped us in those early games mm-hmm. with Donovan and with Amari Cooper, and we never got him here. No. And we'll see. We'll see if he can do anything with the Cowboys. We'll see if he's got anything left. But he, he made some plays last year. It's you know We talked about this a little bit yesterday. With You brought up the Will Fuller. I mean, it was something that was, as we were sitting in camp watching, saying it feels like another guy is here that is needed here. And we've had we had Depot in here midway through the season. We've had AB in here and asked about, are you confident where you are at receiver? And the answer was yes, yes, yes. Well, it didn't materialize to that way. No. And I think I thought Bell would be able to give you more. But he's he's just not giving you he's not someone who's can be counted not that he I mean he's been injured and all these things but he's just not dynamic enough for what you need what you needed was someone who could run a nine route man you need somebody who can go now he made a lot of big plays and you watch his college tape he made a lot of big plays against guys that are playing in the NFL yeah for sure he hasn't run those routes here I haven't really no. seen him run any vertical routes so far mm-hmm. this season so you you don't know what that has to do with it but the question not question the fact remains this team has needed a vertical threat to create space yeah. for them and look we've been a explosive big play offense because of our play action shot play game and because of our ability to hit big plays on the ground but there's no doubt that we wouldn't be better with a a speedy receiver who was opening things up for everybody yeah. And we just never got that. Now, we weren't going to pay $10 million a year. I mentioned Marquez Valdez-Scaling. He doesn't give them $10 million a year worth in Kansas City. But in terms of numbers, but maybe what he does, they consider to be that valuable. We didn't have the money to do something like that. Yeah. But you would have thought that once it was apparent, and I, I have to think that by the conclusion of preseason, it had to be apparent, despite everybody's hope against hope, you know, that Anthony Schwartz was going to be the guy. He wasn't. He was fighting the ball in camp. Well, in the preseason, he dropped like eight passes. Right. I mean, we would you'd see it in camp it was, where he would fight. It just wasn't yeah. natural. Um, so there was something going on there, um, you know, a, a long, long time ago. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we we mentioned T.Y. Hilton back in the – now, you, you can't force a guy to sign, um, but we mentioned that back in the uh, – back in camp was one of the names we mentioned with Fuller, among others. So, yeah. Um, Deshaun Jackson, we mentioned all those guys that can kind of do those things. Deshaun Jackson, you know, he's got the most 60-yard touchdowns in NFL history. Now he's with the Ravens. We'll see him. He's not playing a ton, but it's making some plays for them. You needed 10 routes. Right. <laughs> a That's game. all you needed. That's yeah. all you needed. Yeah. You didn't need it. Yep. You don't need a, 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 15, a 10 target a game guy. That's You needed 10 routes. That's it. 
Uh, I mentioned the Cole Beasley coming out of retirement to sign with the Bills practice squad. He'll be elevated, I'm certain. In fact, Mike Garofalo, now that I see he's saying that as well. Yeah, they need it. They don't have an intermediate pass game, no. and he knows the offense. If he's in great shape, I would imagine he could come in and help them right away to open that up. They're wildly inconsistent. Gabe Davis has been a disaster to try and own this year in fantasy. It's brutal. Brutal. What do you do? Like it's Bench him. three catches, 160, and then the next time, nothing. Like goes a whole game. He has like four games that have accounted for all of his fantasy points. He's yeah. had four monster. And that's at, the hard part is you're like, you don't want to miss out on the monster game. But the rest of the time, it's all pretty garbage. Yeah, can't do it. Um, did you see this? Did you see um, the – rookie linebacker for the Niners who picked off Brady who got who Brady then signed his ball yeah that's pretty good yeah that's pretty high quality listen it's, it's a nice job you see that when he's out there that that's what it you know for people that's what they the reverence for him he is you know he is the goat he's the greatest of all time and it's cool that he's comfortable doing that yeah um, and approachable enough that to, people think that they can even approach him with that, which yeah. leads you to believe that his reputation is pretty sterling around the league. No doubt. That people love him, and the fact that you would have the cojones to go walk up to him and say, hey, can you sign this ball I picked off from you? Yeah. That's pretty wild. I mean, um, you talk to like a guys on our we team. Had, they we wanted, had MJ in here remember yeah. that week, and we were like, if you pick him, like you're going to – He's going to have like a shrine to it. I, right. Like if anybody sacked him, they were going to make a whole thing That's right. to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. It is. Um Debo Samuel expected back during the regular season after suffering MCL and ankle sprains during Sunday's win over the Buccaneers. Nate, they're trying to rush him back. They're going to get him hurt again, Nate. Like that. How about the fact that your dad and Jerry Rice are on the same page? I don't know if you saw that. That he doesn't like the dives up the middle? Yeah, he was. Stop oh, he running it, it up the middle. Yeah. Oh, he sent it to you? Of course. <laughs> he's on it. He's worried about it. He's got Instagram? He's all over the place. My dad gets all of his. He gets information from a variety of sources. But yeah, Always he's, reputable. He, Yeah. He, it's like he can't even appreciate Kyle at all. It's always complaints about Kyle. I'm like, what are you talking about? I think you guys just rolled the bucks with Brock Purdy. Yeah, I think he's the like one true offensive genius in this league. I really do. It'll be interesting to see what happens with because and McVay's a genius, and yes, they won a Super Bowl, but his teams always have a tougher time the last six, seven games of a season. Kingsbury's teams. Always second half yeah, of the season, swimming, league. not yeah. even close. No. But McDaniel's the one struggling right every now every single year. Yeah, and he he's never had he's never had the talent that McVay's had offensively in L.A. They're not bad. They now, are now, but not the quarterback now. But years past. Oh, I mean, yeah. they, no. they're not. He's not. It's not Woods and Cup and I mean Gurley for crying out loud. I mean, yeah. and then into Stafford like Pete that. Gurley that was not. Right, Pete Gurley was pretty ridiculous. Like it, it was. They never had those type of guys, you know. So yeah. I think I think that's the thing that always makes me look at Kyle and just go, "Geez, it's pretty remarkable." It almost doesn't matter who his guy is. Speaking of the Forty ers Brock Purdy is day to day with an oblique ribs injury. Who would it be if he's not? Who else is on the roster? Josh Johnson. I was going to say there is was a there? guy. There was a guy with a JJ. Was the first, one thing I could remember. They signed him right. Uh, Josh Johnson. Yeah, they last week. I mean, he's been with right Kyle away. for a hundred uh, million years. Okay. Um, hey, did you guys also see the NBA renaming all their awards? What's the What's the reason for this? I don't know. You're still going to be irrelevant. I just don't understand. Like, what do you mean? They're ne- like it's the Michael Jordan MVP award now. Okay, like it. Yeah. So they renamed them all. So it's like the Jordan Trophy. Like, are they redesigning it to look like Jordan? Or is it going to be the same trophy? I would. 
put a jump man on it. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be thrilled about that. Akeem Olajuwon, Defensive Player of the Year. The Wilt, right, the Wilt Chamberlain Trophy for Rookie of the Year. The John Havlicek Trophy for the Sixth Man of the Year. The George Mikan Trophy for the Most Improved Player. Number one, I feel like, I the, like the Defensive names. Player of the Year, if you're going to do anything, should be Mutumbo waving a finger at you. Yeah, yeah Akeem Olajuwon, that's, a, that's not... So they are redoing the MVP award, but this doesn't... Does that look like Jordan? Looks like Kareem. Is it supposed to be like a front yeah, shot of him like doing a, this? The beginning of a skyhook. Yeah, it really probably should have been Kareem. He has the most MVPs. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, forever it was like that guy doing the runner was kind of the deal. So the logo doesn't get an award, huh? Logo does not. The logo. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's good. The logo's good. And I see people say we got to change. No, leave the logo alone. Yeah, why the, the, logo's the logo is great. Oh, they like for Kobe or Michael or whatever. And even Jerry West said, "Look, you know, do it for Michael or Kobe." And he's like, and I'm, "No, it's the logo's the logo. It is known." I mean, he didn't. He didn't have the best performance ever on on that show. Did Jerry. It depends on your perspective. He was pretty dogged in his pursuit after they won the championship. Yeah, that was a pretty good performance. It seemed that was like phenomenal there. Yeah, that was pretty good. He could celebrate. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah. All right. There you go. Coming up next, what we learned from the week 14. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans can win big with the digital scratch-up game brought to you by the Ohio Lottery on clevelandbrowns.com and the Browns social channels. Fans can play once per day throughout the regular season by digitally scratching off a virtual card for chances to win great prizes like Team Shop gift cards and tickets to future games. For more information, log on to clevelandbrowns.com. Time for one thought on every game. Hello, Gibby. Gibby, guys. What's up, man? Week, week 14 yep. in the National Football League. Putting it to That's bed. That's right. That's right. Don't worry, folks. Still four more weeks of the regular <clears throat> season left. It's a long haul, man. It is a haul. It's a long haul. And Indeed. When, when you're, you know, not technically, but virtually out of it, it's a slog, man. Yeah. A lot to watch here. A lot to take in over the next few weeks. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, imagine if you didn't have the Watson intrigue, how tough this – I mean, I know you guys have lived through that, but, I mean, that's a tough spot, man, when you're just playing out the string of the National Football League through the holidays. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's kick things off. Uh, Sunday night football, the Los Angeles Chargers taking down the Miami Dolphins 23-17. Maybe it wasn't watched, but a lot at stake in yeah. this matchup. The Chargers go to 7-6. and six. And uh, the Dolphins dropped to 8-5, and two-game losing streak out on the West Coast. Bishop, one thought from you. I think the one thought is is um, Mike McDaniel and his offensive genius was something that, was, that I still think is very real and tangible and long-term. Uh, but we see this every year that there is a start-to-figure-out thing that happens once people get a little tape on you. 
and I think it's happening right now a little bit to him. I don't think it's coincidence that it's uh, certainly it started with the 49ers who would know him very, very well and the way that they played those two receivers and each other Chargers tried to do a similar thing. So um, I, I think that this is a real critical time for the Dolphins in the next time out. I'm not even sure who they play, but they really need to get Tua back in rhythm with his receivers because they've been knocked off track the last two weeks. Zagura, what would the Chargers' record be if Bosa was healthy, if Slater was healthy, if their corners were healthy, if James had a coach? What would they? What? I, I, see, that's why I don't know. I. What would their record be? I feel like they would. They're going to be ten and seven, no matter what. I don't think you want to play them in the playoffs. No, I saw it yesterday. Right now, they're slated to play Kansas City. Like, I wouldn't want to deal with that if I'm Kansas City and I'm the two seed. No, not at all. So uh, just yeah. yeah. It's but the it they don't equal the sum of their parts. Nope. Which is weird. No. But they haven't had their most of their that's true their most valuable parts for uh, a lot of this season, which is a, a wild thing. But that's how it is. Herbert's just he is that good. I think that if he were if his team was doing you know they didn't make the playoffs last year. I think people it's forget crazy. that, and he played great in that game. But they didn't make the playoffs last year. And I think that is part of the reason why people have not really paid as much attention to him as making him a superstar like that. You know, Allen. You have the crazy fans. They go on a nice run in the playoffs. They got to get to the playoffs, and then I think they have an opportunity for them to do some things. The 49ers take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 35 7. San Francisco making that playoff push with the third string quarterback. They go to 9 and 4. Tampa Bay just can't pull away here in the <laughs> NFC South. They are 6 and 7. Zagura, one thought from you on this one. Brock Purdy. Incredible. First quarterback making their first NFL start to ever beat Tom Brady. He was 6-0 in such games prior to that. Uh, you feel bad about Debo, but this Niners defense is unbelievable. I said, right, they haven't given up more than 17 in six straight games, and the Bucks' offense looks atrocious. Bishop? Yeah, the, uh, it's it's clearly done for the Bucks in terms of anything. I don't even know if they'll win the division. Carolina might get them. Um, they're that bad. But I do think, like, the way that Brady looks now – is it feels there's no momentum for him to retire, right? And so no. if he plays next year, it clearly won't be there. So where is it, and what does it look like? You heard Simmons talk about, about going, back Simmons? To, going back to New England is no like a way, gift right? to, to craft. Um, I have no clue. But, I mean, I didn't think he'd go to Tampa Bay when he went there. So I, I don't know. But it, it you just wonder what it can look like. That was stunning. He the mentioned Manning's that didn't... with Cousin Sal, too. Manning's Sunday. didn't push back on that as much as I thought they would have either. <clears throat> I don't think they're in the news, in the business of, to your point earlier, of making news on anything. They just want to quickly get back to jokes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Up next, somehow the Carolina Panthers have played themselves back into the playoff hunt. They take down Seattle 30-24. to Seahawks drop to 7-6, and six, and I feel like their season is quickly slipping away. Carolina 5-8. and eight. Still can make the playoffs and win their division, and they're one in five away from home. Bishop, one thought. I did. This is the only game this on this thing that I did not see see a single solitary second of, not one second of it, none. What I what I can what what I think you can say though, and Seattle is probably the latest example of this, is that these teams that had a little bit of momentum early are reverting to who they are late. Um, that's an inexplicable loss for them if they're to yep. make the postseason. They've lost three of four. Uh, they lost to the Bucks at home, the Raiders at home, beat the Rams, and then lost to the Panthers at home. To lose three out of four at home, and then they got the 49ers on a short week on Thursday. 
that thing is done cooked. The Panthers are a good defense. Steve Wilkes is doing a great job, and you yes. wonder, does he get the job afterwards, or is it going to be kind of what happened with the Raiders last year where Basaccia leads them to the playoffs and then is ushered right out of town? Because is it a sexy hire? Probably not, but obviously he is good, and their defense is what's carrying the team. Defense running, and Sam Darnold, not so bad, Sam Darnold. Up next, from the AFC West in Week 14, Kansas City continues to strengthen their hold on the division in their quest for that number one seed. They take down Denver 34-28, a little tougher for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs improved to 10-3, and Denver 3-10. Zagura, one thought. The Chiefs have a problem of taking their foot off the gas. Yep. It has happened countless times throughout the last few seasons. Just go ahead and smoke somebody. Like, it's okay. You beat them 60 to nothing, you beat them 60 to nothing. Hey. But don't let them get back in because this game got a little zip. Got a little bit testy. Yeah, 27 nothing. They had this one. Mahomes making ridiculous plays. And it feels like they're not even fully clicking on offense, too. There were a lot of plays that were just missed. Uh, they, they are very good and very scary. How about the reality of being like a Broncos fan and you've had to deal with all this Russell Wilson dread for the whole season, and then finally in week 14 you see a glimpse of like old Russ. He was really good in this game. Then he goes down with a concussion. So he doesn't even get a finish the right. damn thing out. Like when he finally That's how good. brutal that season has been for them. Mahomes with three picks in this game. From the NFC East, Philly clinches a playoff spot. They down the New York football Giants 48-22. Eagles now 12-1. Giants 7-5-1. And And I keep saying it every week, but I still think there's a very good chance that neither team from New York makes the playoffs. Bishop, one thought from you. Yeah, I I was waiting to see on Philly. Um, Never really a hater, but you just want to see it. Um, and we're not going to get a chance. They, I think they play the Bears this week, so they they just their schedule is is just really really easy. But in this league, when you slump people week in and week out, that matters. Um, there used to be a phrase, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. Like these dudes cover bigly. Feels like every week, every time I see a seven with Philly, throw it, throw the seven because they just they're humming they right beat now. People, yeah. Giants are terrible, by the way. Yes. Jalen Hurts is a force. How about this? Tenth rushing touchdown of the season. Joining Cam Newton as the only quarterbacks in NFL history with ten or more rushing touchdowns in two or more seasons. He's the first ever to do it in back-to-back seasons. Oh, and he can throw it to A.J. Brown, who's over 1,000 yards. Looks like Devonta Smith is going to go over 1,000 yards. Yep. And they're going to get Goddard back for the playoff run. They are a complete football team. The Cowboys, meanwhile, in the NFC East, keeping pace with the Eagles, although, boy, they did everything they could to try to lose it. The Cowboys knock off Houston 27-23. Cowboys now 10-3. Houston 1-11-1. Zagura, one thought. This is why you can't take anybody lightly in the NFL. As bad as the Texans have been this year, the Cowboys obviously tried to sleepwalk through this game, and then they came in, and they – woke up and finally were able to pull it out and get the win at the end, but without a goal line stand. I mean, it was not easy for them, but good teams find a way and bad teams also find a way to lose. And that, that Texans team feels like, unfortunately, some of the teams that we covered here for a few years in the mid 2010s that just, even when they were good and they did everything right, they still couldn't pull it out in the end. Yeah. You just wonder, like, it does feel like this is really Dallas's, maybe last best chance to win it all right now like they're in this window here and they've been hit by the injury bug in the secondary big 
Um, and they just feel like they're kind of limping along here. Like you wanted them, they annihilated the Vikings. If you're from their perspective, you wanted them to stack a couple of those, and they just don't seem capable of it. No, they do not seem capable of it at all. To the AFC North we go, and the other two teams in our division, the Ratbirds down the Squealers, 16-14. to Baltimore continues to find a way. They're 9-4. and four. Squealers drop to 5-8. and eight. Bishop, one thought. So... It can for me. It's both of these things for Baltimore. Like they are, they have a ton of culture. Uh, they know how to win. You, I mean, just think of the close games they have won this year. They it's beat crazy. the Bengals by two. They beat us by a field goal. They beat the Bucks by five. Uh, the Panthers thirteen to three. Broncos by one. Steelers by two. Like they win so many close games. Even their losses. They lost by four to Miami. They lost by three to Buffalo. They lost by four to the Giants, one to the Jaguars. Every game's close. And they should have won that Jags battle. They should have. They're battle-tested. Uh, doesn't matter who the quarterback is. The big thing, I think, though, in this game for them is they got Dobbins back, and he unlocked offensively for them. Like, if they can get Lamar back and Dobbins can finish out healthy, that's a dangerous thing. If they win that Jags game, they would have won seven in a row instead of six of the last seven. And then look at their defense since getting Roquan Smith in there uh, and they get Marcus Williams came back this week and got an interception. He's got four picks in six games this year. They've given up the last few weeks. They've given up 13-3, 28 to the Jags, and a weird one because they were shutting the Jags down for the majority of the game. 9-14. I mean, they are not giving up points. They've given up below 15 points in four of the last five games, they're a great defense. They've got, you know, up front, Calais Campbell. You know, they've got uh, on the other side, Justin, I can't think of his name right now, Justin Houston, who's had terrorized us. He's having a great season. He's one shy of double digits. He's got nine sacks on the year. Campbell's got five and a half. Campbell's next sack, by the way, the 100th of his career. They're just playing good football defensively because their offense has been dreadful. But they're going to be, they're a little bit of a dangerous team because the D is so good, but they have not been great necessarily scoring. But since week nine, the Baltimore Ravens defense has allowed the fewest rushing yards per game, the second fewest points per game, and the second fewest touchdowns since Roquan Smith has been there. 55 yards per game on the ground, just 13 points a game, and six total touchdowns allowed. I mean, they have been phenomenally good. Better, they're good. Uh, their defense, their defense worries me. They haven't given up a hundred yard rusher all year. Who's got the better defense, 49ers or Ravens? Niners, Niners. Maybe. Ravens are good. Ravens, Ravens are, are good. good. <clears throat> uh, from the AFC East, Buffalo holds off the New York Football Jets. What is going on? There's a lot of Nike boxes walking around. Yeah, that's I all see I'm this. saying. Bring them to us. I'd like a pair. Uh, Bills 20, Jets 12. <laughs> Uh, the Bills go to 10-3. and three. They find a way in their first game without Von Miller. Zagura, one thought. Garrett Wilson is a stud and a yes, star in the making, and we are just scratching the surface. He passed Keyshawn Johnson for the most receiving yards by a Jets rookie in history, 868 through Sunday. He's got games to go. I, I will say this. I've never seen a team love one quarterback and hate another quarterback more than they love Mike White and they detest Zach Wilson. It's like... Is he going to get cut? Is Zach Wilson going to get? I was get... trying to think of one similar where, like, the players just said, "No, we're just not going to play for this dude." Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the on the other side of it, you see why Buffalo did the move for Beasley. 
they are pretty average offensively right now. Yeah. Allen was asked post-game Sunday, and he said something to the effect of maybe this offense isn't as good as we all thought it would be. Um, they have trouble in the elements. It's just the reality of it. And by the way, from a fantasy standpoint, they just absolutely suffocated you, whether it was Davis. James Cook was a happy, was a, a positive pickup this week. A lot of people thought he was finally going to get going. Dalvin's little brother, they four carries, six yeah. yards, didn't use him. Singletary did nothing. Allen did nothing. It was it was pretty brutal. The crazy thing is, like you wondered, was scheme and play calling matter Dable leaving has that sure. impacted that offense? He they had, kept saying it, Dorsey would be the same. No it's not the carryover. Same. It's not. It's not the same. The scheme is probably the same. But yeah. when you utilize what, how you set things up, the rhythm of your play calling uh, is different. And, and clearly, they are they are struggling. I mean, well, they're going back in the well. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Beasley back. John Brown. Oh yeah, back. John Brown was their leading receiver when they played the uh, for Josh Allen in 2019 when they came here. Those are the I think the top two receivers. In fact, were Brown and Beasley. So they're trying to just get anything going there. Davis, you wonder he had a foot injury that was suffered after that Pittsburgh game and has never really kind of been the same since. And you wonder if yeah. he's playing through something that is that's limiting his effectiveness because he's not been effective. All right, real quick from the NFC Norris Division. The Detroit Lions. Lions 34, Vikings 23, Detroit 6 and 7. Vikings fall to 10 and 3. Zagura, one thought. The Lions are for real. Goff's playing the best football in his game. They've scored 25 or more points in five straight games. They are an elite offense, and they're just getting Williams going. All of a sudden, they got Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Chark. They should still have TJ Hawkinson. Again, one of the most stupefying trades yeah, I can think of. Crazy. Traded him to the Minnesota in their division. Right. And they have a chance now to go ahead, and, and they are in the playoff hunt. Vikings, Justin Jefferson is perhaps the greatest talent in the league right, right now. right there with Tyree Kill. I mean, I think he's yeah. going to win. I think the OPOI, I think that might come through for him. But their defense is abysmal. Yeah, I gave you a lead on that defense a couple, you know, about a month ago. We said, it's, yeah. it's just not very good. Uh, the Lions lost six of their first seven, have now won five of their last six. Yep. That's that's the spot they're in. And I think Goff is making them have to seriously consider because I don't think any of these quarterbacks are lock stocks. Um, I would sit this one out at quarterback. I'd run it right back with Goff and amplify things around him. I think he'd win the division that way. I see no reason why he couldn't be cousins for the Lions. Throw yeah. a crazy thing out there. Why doesn't Tom Brady want to go to Detroit? You got weapons. You're in a dome. Is he better than Goff? I mean, I, no, I understand, but at some point he's not. At right. some point he's at 46 point, years old. Yeah. Like and That has to happen yeah. at some point. Right. Final one from the AFC South, Jacksonville 36, Titans 22. Don't look now. The Jags just two games out of first place in the AFC South. Bishop, I think you'll look back on the Urban Meyer hire as one of the most egregious mistakes a franchise ever made with a young quarterback. And it's it's I, it pleases me to a great deal that Trevor Lawrence got right this season because he's right now. I was gonna mine was gonna be like Urban Meyer should be thrown in like football coach yes. prison. Because of what he did, like he committed a serious crime against this team. Yeah, he is good. The Titans, it feels like this window is closed. Yeah, and it's not going to reopen again. We we closed it earlier, and then they cracked it back open. But I think we it? could. Just in general, they're, they're no threat to win a Super Bowl. New, no. and they are going to only they're be worse going now. forward. Yes, their ceiling right. has already been hit, yeah. and it's all downhill. They really, they really have been in purgatory all these years. Yeah, I mean, they you, there was fool's gold there. They're right? the worst they number would, one seed. For Ever. sure, but they would do stuff like that, and you'd be like, well, maybe there's a path, run it with Henry, you know, A.J. Brown. And, and then they said, no, we don't need A.J. No, Brown. We don't need him.
There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. We'll head to the podium coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Buying or selling home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Service, this is always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered at Howard Hanna. Every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today for more. Do you remember yesterday uh, when Hoff told the story of we've got to adjust on the offensive line with Watson? Right, in terms of how they block. Yes, I do. Yes, I call to it avoid well. the holding penalties. Sure, sure. That was uh, everyone, more than every once in a while. But you, when you have the Hoff on, you get these Hoff moments. These, yeah, these nuggets. You're like, oh, it's a gold jacket on that one. That one makes sense. Um, interestingly enough, probably not by coincidence, Jack Conklin was asked exactly that. Uh, good job out of our media, listening yeah. to the Hoff when he speaks. Um, so here is Conklin talking about that at availability. It's tough. I mean, I had the sim- you know similar type of thing in Tennessee when I played with Marcus uh, Mariota. Um, it was another similar. You know, he was a guy who can, was mobile and get moving out of the pocket. And um, it's definitely a, a it's a di- little bit different mindset. You just got to be aware. I mean, it, it's tough anytime you're sitting on a block, and it's hard for, for an offensive lineman to know when the when the quarterback is leaving the pocket. Um, you know, when to let go. Because a lot of, a lot of times you it's kind of a, it's kind of on a feel thing. It's kind of uh, if you can feel the, his presence taking off, you just got to know you got to let go and. Um, uh, you know, it's definitely a, it's definitely an adjustment, but it's usually, and I think I would say, I think usually the referees give you a little bit of a grace period because they do know it's uh, if you, if your hands are inside and you are attempting to let go. I mean, that it's I would say more it's more of the act of pulling him in when you know the quarterback's out. That's where you usually would get the flag. So it's definitely something that we're you know we're, we're working on as as an offensive line. You know, it's it's definitely something in the back of our mind that we need to be aware. Hey, if if he takes it out, we gotta he's on his own. We gotta let go. Yeah, Joe even mentioned like that's in his notes, like to read before. Everybody oh yeah, be in before the notes. you go out there, right? You got to make sure that you're doing what you need to do <clears throat> and understanding the circumstances around. You know, reading the cues of the defense player. As soon as he pulls away from you, you got to let him go. Now, savvy defense players may pretend they're doing that, and you stop blocking them, and mm-hmm. they go get a sack. But that's a little bit of the give and take, and that's one of the changes for the Browns now that we are in this era of having a quarterback who can make a lot of plays and extend a lot of plays with his leg. You mentioned this yesterday in the show, talking about you know in the run game why it hasn't been consistent, and that there is a lot of layers for that. And you look at the film; Jake Burns did a great job breaking down some of the misses that are happening in up front. Uh, one guy misses something; everybody else does the right thing. One guy misses it and it sets everything off. Conklin addressed that as well. I mean, I think it comes down to us. I mean, we got to finish drives. I mean, anytime you start falling behind, uh, the run game kind of is just it's off the table. I mean, it's what eats up the clock and um, you got to throw to catch up like that. If you want to save time and especially when we get down multiple scores, um, you really can't get in a rhythm. And the run game is more of, you know, it's something that is built. You don't just set the table at the beginning with the run game. You know, it's, it's, you know, with most teams, when you start seeing big runs, it comes in the end of the third or fourth quarter when teams are getting tired. And um, when we build ourselves a whole, um, you really can't get to that point. And I think that really comes down to us be able to sustain drives and finish drives and um we haven't been able to do that no they have not 
No, and that's been one of the problems. And when you run into teams that are finishing their drives with sevens and you are not, that makes it difficult to win. And this is going to be a tough, tough team. Now, this is a game, if you look at the points we talked about, the Ravens are giving up. Threes are okay in this game. Mm -hmm. They've got the best three-point shooter in the league in Justin Tucker, who, by the way, just had his streak snapped a couple of weeks ago of those consecutive makes at the end of a game when he tried the 67-yarder, which would have been a (laughs) career-long against the Jags, and he did not make that. But he had been spectacular, and, and it's hard to even count that one on him. You know what I mean? But that's the way that it will show up in the stat sheets. But just real quickly, because the number is staggering, if I can hear it is. His streak was 82 consecutive second half and overtime field goals without a miss from November 19th, 2017 to November 27th, 2022, and he missed a 67-yard <clears throat> field goal attempt at Jacksonville. He good. 82 in a row in the second half in overtime. Unreal. Yeah. Um, Amari Cooper battled on Sunday to play. He was available and talked yesterday, or today rather, about the idea of having to fight through that injury. Here's Amari. Yeah, I mean, it's getting better. Um, You know, it's just a part of, you know, playing football in this league. Um, You know, obviously it was a a hindrance anytime you're not 100%. um, But, you know, you just fight through it and try to be available for your team. And he did. He did fight through it. You could tell he wasn't the same. Um, he is somebody who would have a very good idea of the improvement that we all saw in Deshaun Watson. That was something that really tired yesterday. I listened to a lot of NFL stuff talking about how Watson was was bad in the game. It just was not, not a reality in any way. Um, I don't know that a lot of people watched it that were saying that because if you watched it, I don't know how you could have that conclusion on it. He, he made leaps and bounds um, in improvement sure. uh, from week one to week two for Watson. Here's Cooper on that improvement. Yeah, I mean, specifically, it's just, you know, you know, obviously getting that rhythm back. Um, obviously, the timing with us, uh, the receivers, pass catchers, because, you know, he he just hasn't had that many reps with us. And, you know, obviously, like I said before, the more reps he gets with us, um, the more reps he gets in the game, that'll help with his rhythm and timing. You know, when you it's funny when you hear him talk about the reps, you, you think back to thinking that the suspension was going to be one where there would be a bye week and then come back that it would time out that way, that could have made the difference in all of this. Like all of those everything. reps in there. I mean, yes. the amount of games, all of it. I said it. We were given a great, great, great disservice when the league overruled a federal judge and turned mm-hmm. it from 6-11. to 11. That certainly hurt the Cleveland Browns. One thing that's interesting is it feels like with Donovan Peoples-Jones, you've seen a great rhythm now. 15 targets, 11 catches, over 150 yep. yards in the two games. For Amari, though, 16 targets with Deshaun Watson, only six catches for 82 yards. So they have not gotten into their groove yet, and that's something that the Browns certainly will need. Now part of that could be the hip injury for Amari Cooper last week, seven targets, two catches, 42 yards. But that's we got to get him back to the levels that he had been producing prior to Deshaun taking over. All right, let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. Greg Newsom, uh, one of the things that was very evident after the game on Sunday, you pointed at this, this out yesterday, Miles Garrett's leadership, the things that he had to say afterwards. It was great to hear him say that. Uh, Greg Newsom paid attention as well. Here's Newsom on Garrett's message. Yeah, I mean, it just shows, you know, that he cares about the team. It just shows that, you know, we're in a never-give-up mentality. Like, we're going to give it our all every single game. We're fighters out here. You know, no one's in the building is, you know, moping around or, you know, giving up. You know, we're we're still going to go out there, you know, play our hearts out and, you know, see what can happen at the end of the season. 
Yeah, and certainly so. Speaking of Newton, the challenges this week, we don't know who it's going to be. Probably could be Huntley, could be Brown. Doesn't matter. I think it's going to be Huntley, yeah. They're going to run the system that they run. Uh, Dobbins will be the key to that thing if they can try to keep him wrapped up a little bit. Here was Newsom on the challenges of facing this Ravens offense. Um, I wouldn't say it's too much of a challenge. I feel like, you know, their quarterbacks all kind of, you know, do around the same thing. Like, they're not going to really change the offense, you know, as much as – as we've seen in the past, we played them last year where they didn't have Lamar and kind of kept the offense, you know, pretty similar. So I wouldn't say it's, you know, too big of a challenge. At the end of the day, we just got to, you know, whatever the game plan is, do our job and, you know, try to be as successful as we can. They're in a weird spot because, uh, let, let's just be candid, The um, all anyone's going to be watching these last four games are Watson in the offense. Yep. I mean, you know the defense you're it's there and it's but it it's been ups and downs and it's been much mostly better of late um but it'll really be the watson side of this that everyone's paying attention to the last four games yeah but i think this defense is playing for quite a bit as well in terms of what that defense is going to look like in 2023 from a variety of standpoints so i think that it it, it does matter and for guys like greg MJ, you'd love to see him get their first interceptions. I think that's something that's kind of like hanging over Greg a little bit. You saw him drop the one in Houston. And so yeah. you want to see those guys get those things so they can kind of just take that mental thing off of their plate and, and focus on playing football. How many do we have as a team? Uh, we got one last week, so that's six now. That's it. Just hasn't season. happened. No, the, and the Ravens, for example, have 14 who we are God, playing this week. Eight game-changing plays more. Yeah. Game wrecking plays potentially. Yep. More. Well, that's why their record is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many, so many things that, that the boxes you have to check to be a winning thing. It just none of them uh, have been. Uh, Browns fans skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the entire month of November. Just mention promo code Browns. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the lo- closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority gives you the bathroom of your dreams in about a day, my friends. You can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath that will feel like a spa. Let the Bath Authority make it real for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, experts, and factory trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. The number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated too outstanding in about a day. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions as well. If you need them, they got them. Superior products and expert installers at the Bath Authority. 216-220-8399. Four games left. Here's where we sit in the National Football League. Your current playoff picture. I, I'll tell you what. You want to talk about your fortunes changing in about a millisecond. It reminds me a little bit about George, like Georgia having to play Ohio State. Yeah. In the playoff, like this doesn't seem right. We're the one Rough seed. for them. Sure. Kansas City, uh, because Buffalo has the tiebreaker over them, is currently the two seed. So Buffalo would be the one if the playoffs are right now in the AFC. Kansas City's the two. Up until New England won yesterday, they were playing the Chargers. Once New England wins, they're playing New England. The difference in that is the Grand Canyon. Yeah, massive difference. And that's that's – that's the wild nature of this tightly bunched group right now. When you got you know three teams at seven and six, 
uh, in the AFC right now. Only one of them is in. And then there's a big gap. It feels it's a long shot for Jacksonville or Vegas, so the Browns or Pittsburgh, obviously, to make it in. But there's a good, there's a three-team race. It feels like, can the Jets hang on? The Chargers are definitely the best and the one team that nobody wants to see, I would no. think, of those three in the AFC. No, everything that could go, including with you losing, you being us, yep. everything else that could go wrong did. New England, New England won. The Chargers won. They both have your tiebreakers. They have got to get to nine losses before you could get in with eight because of the tiebreakers. So, yep. Uh, that that was that was where you sit there. So right now the Chargers are on the outside looking in. So Kansas City would be the two, New England would be the seven. Yep. The three six, Miami is the six. Baltimore is currently the three. Um, Baltimore's schedule is really manageable. It's hard to see them being any worse than eleven and six. Yeah. So the question is, can Cincinnati usurp well, them? Usurp them eleven and six. They will then one of those has to be a win over Baltimore. That's right. To get Which rid of the tiebreaker. And then Baltimore would still probably have a better division record than Cincinnati because Cincinnati's lost to us and Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the division. Right. So they really need to fi feel be finish twelve and five. And they get Pittsburgh and Baltimore again. Now, and Buffalo and Tampa Bay, right? If Baltimore beats us. That would give them, I think, Baltimore would have, because they just need to get to the most that the Chiefs can, uh, the Bengals get to in the division is three. Yeah, they've beaten the Bengals, they've beaten the Browns, they beat the Steelers. So if they can win one more of the last three division games, they would have the division tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah. So Cincinnati needs to finish a game ahead of Baltimore right. to be able to to be win in that division. three spot yep. do, in the division. Do you want to be that way? Because Cincinnati right now, I, I know you'd be on the road, but. Well, they know to be. Would you Tennessee. rather be? Would you rather go play at Tennessee? <clears throat> yeah, you'd rather play Tennessee than Miami or the Chargers. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, the same thing is happening in the NFC when we get over there. Uh, the the bottom could be where you want to avoid a little bit. Um, well, not exactly as bad. The AFC is far worse. Uh, Tennessee and or Baltimore sitting there at three and four. Like you're doing an AFC power ranking. Let's say this is the AFC playoffs. Most likely to win the Super Bowl, I would go Kansas City, Cincinnati. Buffalo, Miami, Baltimore, Tennessee, New England. I put the Chargers even ahead of Tennessee. Well, but I'm saying they're not the in. people that are in. I'm yeah. saying of the teams that are in. That's right. Mm -hmm. That okay. order? Yeah. I mean, you could debate on whether or not some people would still like Buffalo. But, yeah, I think Cincinnati, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo are the top three. Miami, Baltimore would be the next two. And then the bottom two would be Tennessee and New England. Yeah, and Baltimore, it really depends on Lamar. Of course, like if you need him to be healthy, where, which he should, be he, for, he should be for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you'd think. Um, so that's where you stand right now in the AFC. By the way, remember, Buffalo still plays Cincinnati. They play second to last week. Cincinnati closes with Buffalo and Baltimore. So that could theoretically be for the AFC and then for the division in back-to-back -back games. They could get the tiebreaker back. They'd have the tiebreaker over Buffalo if they had the same record with a win, and then they would have a chance probably in the last game of the year. I can't imagine it doesn't come down to that. Oh, it's going to come down to that. Yeah. I, that's right. That's going to be a lot. I would say right? it's the odds on favor to be Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Game I mean, that should be for the eight, I believe. Should the be for the, game of the for the AFC North. Yeah. Should be. Uh, in the NFC, Philly, it's done running away from it. If you look at their remaining, they play Chicago this week. They're going to go 13 and one. Yep. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine them any worse than 15 and two. I mean, maybe they lose to Dallas, but the rest of it is, a, is nothing, right? Don't yep. they play like. Philly again, and or I'm sorry, Washington again. Maybe even the Giants. It, it's it's not nothing. a hard schedule. No, no they. It's really great. They're so great. They have been so great, but this is one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen. 
uh, in the league, that the schedule that Philly has. Um, and some it's just bad luck, like teams that you thought would be good weren't good. Correct. It's it's hard to wrap your head around. But they're going to be the one. It's there's I see no path otherwise. Uh, the two right now is Minnesota. Um, they're pretty feckless as a two. They're not very good defensively at all. They are 10-3 and three with a negative point differential. Yep, but they're scary offensively. <clears throat> they can be. Jefferson's a game wrecker, obviously. They're the two seed. Um, I think clearly the second best team in the NFC is San Francisco. Even with Purdy, they are the three right now. The 2-7 game would be Minnesota and the Giants. Um, the question is, can, can anybody catch the Giants? So they're 7-5-1. and one. The teams in high-speed pursuit are Detroit at 6-7, and seven, Seattle at 7-6. and six. Seattle's going the wrong way. Yes. It feels like only Detroit can catch them. they get the Niners them. this week. On yeah, Thursday. so they'll go to 7-7. Seven and seven. So it feels like the only the only team that could catch them is Detroit, but they've got a two-game lead in the loss column. They do, and that's going to be a tough one for the Lions to make up that ground. Now, the interesting thing in this one is that if you're the Cowboys, you're in the Catbird seat. You're going to be the five seed, and you're going to get Tampa. And Tampa is has been dreadful. Oh, they but you also are scared to maybe take on Tom Brady. It's just the Brady mystique that's still there, right? It could end up being Carolina, though, for all we know. Is there... Carolina are beat we, them head are we, to head. Are we putting the Packers to bed out to pasture? Their final it's, four games, home for the Rams uh, on Monday night. Okay, six and eight at Miami. Okay, home for the Vikings, home okay. for the Lions. So they'll be favored in two. Yeah, for sure one, but maybe not any more than that. Yeah, Vegas no, I, yeah, I think I think they're out to pasture, buddy, because they. I mean, you're, you're talking about a three-game difference in the loss column between them and the Giants who are the worst of the two wild-card teams in the NFC East. Washington 7-5-1. That could actually save the Giants in yeah. that situation. I mean, I could see the Giants. I'd have to look at the Giants' schedule here to close it out to see you know, where they stand on it. But you, they would have to lose. Would they have to lose three of their next four? The Giants? Yeah. They'd have well, to they get, suck. I understand that, but they only have five losses. Green Bay has eight. So the, the Giants' last four games at Commies – at Minnesota, home for the Colts at Philly. They'll be favored in one they'll, of those. They'll beat in, they should beat Indy at home. That's should, that might be all they'll need. And yeah. Philly, they might rest. They might rest people. If, I don't if, think you would though. If you're the one seed, you don't want to rest two weeks, do you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. It hasn't I think you want to hum. well in the past. Yeah, if you're in a good I don't like. Roof. I don't like two weeks off. I don't. I, mean, I don't yeah. like that at all. Um, Carolina could catch Tampa Bay. They're five and eight. Tampa Bay is six and seven. Um, both of these – Carolina's at least kind of sort of head in the right direction. Carol, Tampa Bay's a disaster. Yeah, I think Peter King said it yesterday. If they win out, they – and Tampa loses one more game, like they're – Carolina wins the NFC South. Well, let's do the schedule game for, for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has at uh, – their Cincinnati at home. That should be a loss. They're at Cardinals – who knows what that could be? I think they'd be favored in that game, maybe minimally. Then they play each other the second to last week, and then they're at the Falcons. By the way, that Cardinals game is Christmas night, I believe. It is. Oof. 8-20. That yeah. is Ugh. brutal. Uh, Carolina, it feels like Tampa Bay will at least win one of those last four to me. Carolina's last four are Steelers uh, at home this week, then they're Lions at home, then at Bucks at Saints. So they need to if, – if Tampa Bay wins one, then Carolina needs to win two to have the same record in the division. And they would have the tiebreaker because if, if one of those wins is over Tampa Bay, if they have the same record, Carolina would get in. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you're at. 
That's the league right now, man. The, end, the bottom of the NFC is brutal. Bad. The idea that like the, the Los Angeles Chargers with all that talent currently are out, and teams like the Giants and the Redskins or the Commies, potentially the Carolina, those teams could be in. Is wild, yeah. Fans, mark your calendars. Face up on the lake presented by Meyer, the first major outdoor hockey game at First Energy Stadium. February 18th, the Buckeyes and Wolverines at First Energy Stadium. For a limited time, purchase four tickets for 50 bucks in the mezzanine level. For more information, visit firstenergystadium.com slash faceoff or call 440-891-5050 for more. A little bit of higher or lower, better or worse. Coming up next, you'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, there's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and goal. Twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. Time for a little higher lower presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery. Reminds you to set time and spending limits when you gamble. AP is here in studio. Good to see you, AP. How you doing? Yo. I'm doing great. Happy to be back after a, was it, week or two-week hiatus? Hiatus. Last we week. Miss you. Uh, you miss yeah. a week, you miss a lot. That's right. It felt like a lot. It's, it's felt like you. a lot. I'll he say that. He got the trivia flu. <laughs> was it a beatdown on your own? Uh, it took, no. Segura has been waiting weeks I was going to say, this. it took less than seven seconds for you to bring uh, that yeah. which was I'm not a, surprised not no, we should have made a bet on it, that Gibbs yeah is on it brand sure easiest bet of the century yeah so it was it was on the plane flight down to Houston long flight and uh three categories only they need more categories I, I, they need honest. way yeah. more categories food geography okay and general knowledge which really wasn't it didn't feel like no. it was general knowledge that and, much and what most, was it it was just a it could be anything. No, yeah. I understand. Yeah. So was it general knowledge? AP said it didn't feel like general it, knowledge. I'm trying I mean, to remember. Specific the, they were forgettable questions. Yeah. yeah, they were like very <laughs> crazy. And geography was it was it was good. So we went and we did a best of seven. Okay. I won the first one. I was feeling good. AP got hot. And some of it you had a great string of you knew a lot of stuff in geography. I did get lucky though. But you uh, had a great tonight. string of guessing. Because yeah. like part of the thing was there were some that you've never even no chance you've ever yeah, heard of it you're just guessing and so you're saying to, trying to eliminate two and then give yourself a 50 50 yep. shot at it and you were ap was red hot so he was up he wins three in a row so now i'm down three three one, one like the Cavs, like yeah. the Cavs, and then the rally the rally <laughs> came and in fact i think on one of them on the last question you got me on a last question and then i think i got you on a last question yeah it was back and forth every just about every single round on that plane ride down, down was yeah. got down to like the last like yeah, last question or two, I think, and and you're missing an important part of this. Ooh, so yeah. you like you get points based on how quickly yeah, quick. you also identify the question. Oh, it's like Jeopardy. Like, oh yeah, yeah, or I the answer. This. Sure, yeah, right. The standard. Right. Yeah. And, and the reason why I point that out is because I've thought about this a lot, Nathan, and yeah. and I think the reason why I struggled so much is because that concept of of the points got in my head. I was I was trying to be very quick to answering it because especially on the questions that were about like wine and things like that and because i knew you were going to get those pretty quickly so that's how I, but i got to my head and so next time we have uh -huh. a chance i'm going to keep that in You're mind stay, and stay I steady steady i'm going to bounce back yeah i'm going to bounce back well there was also i'm glad you mentioned that so it was also like you were quick but if you graze the screen oh yeah it could like call that an answer even if you didn't hit 
one of sure. them they would just put that one right on the top and so we had beijing gate which was a very just so contentious it was contentious so this is in like game six maybe and I was in a good spot at the time, but it was in games that Argentina scored again, 2 nothing. I'm forgetting. Okay, turning it off. Shut it down. So, um, <laughs> where one of them was where, in what city did the Tiananmen Square episode take place? Yep. And, of course, I knew it was Beijing, but I must have somehow hit the thing, and so it gave me A, yeah. which was not Beijing. And I turned around. I'm like, I know this one. It's Beijing. Wouldn't give it to me. He said, the score is the score. No, I, yeah, the score is the yeah, score. I said, That's you right. want to win that way? I could come up with that excuse you on want, any other question. Yeah, but I, I said it immediately. I do side with him on that. I know, it's fair. Like, it's fair. It's still like, fun to complain the, about. These are the rules of the game. And, and then yeah. you also said the same, which this I actually would give you credit for, but when the flight attendant came by and was like, if, if they're handing something out and they're in your way, that's, I mean, there's nothing. I was delayed by that. Yeah, so. we had, he had like minions working at his behest, the oh flight attendant no, 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 throwing no, no, stuff at me. And I'm like, I'm like, but I got to get in here. So I come back. Three in a row. Yep. Win in game, pivotal game seven. Then a little Ric Flair down the aisle, much to the chagrin of some people aboard the flight. You won't be doing that again, let's just say that. Commander Heatherly called no joy. No joy. Yeah, no. <laughs> ridiculous. It was great. It was like a two-second woo. That was it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Very disturbing. And then on the flight was back. Was it two seconds, AP? It was like 12 seconds. Thank but, you. Yeah. I mean, it still was not halfway long. Down the, it was, it was, it was halfway it was, down the walkway. <laughs> yeah. So, and then on the way back, we had it going. No peacock. I think he was on. Get your peacock. Of course. Hurt. Come on. It's We're in our down. own section. Live a little yeah, bit. Live a little live. bit. So, gets hurt. way back, though, then we went for the rematch, and he was just, he was rattled. He was rattled. Clean sweep, get the brooms out. That yeah, was done. And that was it. But I, I think you'll be back. You're formidable. You're formidable. The other benefit was once we, it turns out two times through, like, there were a lot of, we knew a lot of them. Like we were, I would say out yeah, of the we, ten, it was like oh, three repeats. Catalog. So then that we had repeat been questions. Like, that's a speed. Yeah. That's pure speed. I hope know? we don't and get memory. the repeats on the next time. No, you don't Listen, we need pop culture. We need a bigger we catalog need a bigger of questions. Sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we need need a, there was yeah. no sports questions. That's Very crazy. Few. How do you not yeah. have sports and trivia? No, like, and like not the even one in general knowledge. Semi pop culture one was about some Jason Alexander movie called like North to Alaska, which I'd never even heard of. Yeah, yeah. No point in reference on that. Yeah, no. Must have been a flop. Yep. Anyway, hello, Gibby. Right. On to better or worse. Actually, it's called Higher or Lower. It's presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery, who reminds you to set Cigar time one. and spending limits when gambling. Thanks for reading over the sponsor. Read. Let's get right into it. I'm better. Compliments better. of our good friends at ESPN.com and the ESPN NFL Nation crew. You were better than everybody off. else who played, by the way. What? Are you beat you everybody else. Your own show? You want your own <laughs> segment here? Yeah, it'd be great. It was a two-headed By the way, Croatia's a loser. Just needles you. That'll shut you up. I, by the way, if you were listening to us, we I literally just said Argentina 2 nothing. We're turning it off. We need the hot button that says. I know. Says, I'm just going to keep bringing it up. Commander Heatherly called no joy. We need other hot buttons, and that's how I end up with my <laughs> pants on. Same. That <laughs> is needed, too. Yeah. Go ahead, Gibbe. Gibbe really said that on the show, AP. Wow. Out loud. It was said. That's it is not. I'm glad it wasn't when I was, was on the show. There were there were things being talked about that led to poor decisions down the stretch. That's right. I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. I do. Neither do I. All right. The Cleveland Browns are twenty fourth in the ESPN power poll for week fifteen. In front of them, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Squealers, behind them, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Cardinals. AP Browns, higher, lower, or just right? Uh, I think this is appropriate. Um, I think it's appropriate when you rank them, too, among the seven, five, and eight teams. I think those are just about all the teams you rattled off there. Um, 
they're ranked number six among those seven teams, and I think that fits. Um, I mean, it, it just it hasn't come together for this team, obviously. Um, and I can't see how you can make a strong argument for any of the other teams that uh, are on the list in front of them here. Um, this is just where they fit. This is where a five and eight team belongs, and I don't see the point of necessarily trying to say that they're at twenty two or twenty one. You just they they've won back to back games once all year. That's it's not a winning formula. So. Here's the thing that I think has been interesting from my end on this is like you lost to one of the hottest teams in the NFL and I know they didn't have all of their guys sure and I'm not going to sit here and make an argument because who really gives a damn if you're 24 18 it's not good but one thing that I do find that's interesting is it feels like it's an equal amount of outrage if you lose to the Bengals or the Ravens with Lamar as there is when you lose to the Jets up 13 like those things aren't equal to me you lost to a Super Bowl contender at their place like, did they have all of their guys? No, but they still have a top three quarterback in the league. And they still have one of the greatest weapons on the outside, and their defense is really, really good. So I'm not going to argue about where they are, but I do, the outrage of some of the losses is odd to me. Like, the New England loss at home is the one that set me over the edge. That That's the beating. one where you just went, what? How is that possible to show up like that? Losing to Cincinnati at, in Cincinnati? Yeah. Eh, you know. We lost to Baltimore in Baltimore. Right. Lost Cincinnati in Cincinnati. But you should lose those yeah, games. But it was the Jets. It was the Chargers. It yeah. was, you know, the, the opportunity. The Patriots' that, performance was mm-hmm. just. The Dolphins' performance. Yes. Yeah. Just come on. This, yeah. That was it. Those were the signs. Yeah. The Bills. We should have won that game against the Bills. I'll be honest with you. Next. Higher or lower. The Eagles are number one. The Chiefs are number two. Buffalo at number three. Bo Bishop, higher, lower, or just right? Well, I don't know. I I don't want to step on something you have going on here. I don't think I am. Cincinnati, I'd have Cincinnati three. I, I would have them ahead of Buffalo. They're better than Buffalo right now. They beat Kansas City head-to-head two weeks ago um, and were pretty solid in the fourth quarter closing that game out. Um, if you want to have them ahead of behind Kansas City because of one more loss, fine, but they've won, what, six in a row now? Um, I would have Cincinnati higher than Buffalo. I think you'd have them higher than Kansas City as well. So that's my biggest beef. So I guess in order to do that, I need Buffalo to drop so lower or worser. Zagura. <laughs> yep, they are worse. Bengals up, Niners up. Let's go. Next. Higher or lower? All right, number four is Dallas. Number five, Pedro, not Pedro. Uh, Zagura, higher, lower, or just right for the San Francisco 49ers that don't play in San Francisco. They are better, as I just alluded to. Bengals up, Niners up, they're up, Buffalo Bills down. I'll take the Niners over the Cowboys right now, as a matter of fact, as well. So I think the Bengals, you could slot in at like three, Niners four, Bills five, Cowboys six is how I'd say I'm a little worried that we're really hyping up Mr. Purdy after one start. No, it's more about the guy that that you've got on the hot seat. It's more about his genius. I think it's a combination of that system – Debo and McCaffrey, no the Debo defense, now, yep. but he'll come back. Sure. The defense is elite. The defense. And also the NFC. You know, I mean, if San Francisco played Buffalo right now, I think they'd be favored. Against, you I think do. so? Yeah. If it was at home, I mean, I, for sure if it was I'm at home. I'm kind of saying what Gibbs Dude. is saying. That's a lot of faith in Brock. I know it's, it's two good games, and it's 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 very it's remarkable. It's not about but, him, though. It's about the about what system. it is, and he, but, he but when knows it gets, where it's supposed to go. But now that there's tape. Right, and when it gets this late in the season in the playoffs, it does become about like the quarterback experience things. And he's he's Mr. Relevant, and he's got two games, and yes, they're good games, but Smoke can, you think Brady. that's going to like keep up? There? I'm not saying they're still not a top-five team, because I do think they're a top-five team, but I don't know if I would pick them over the Bills is, is all I'm saying. The Bills AP, seem a little, they, issues they, right some, they seem a little fractured. Right. They're not right. Yeah. 
Bob Fuller. I hear you. That's a fair argument. Would you have the 49ers higher, lower, or just right, AP? I, I, I had them as just right, and I think you can even make an argument to be worse. Even with the way Brock Purdy has played, I just don't see how that's going to be a sustainable, uh, that, that production is going to be sustainable, because like you said, there's tape. Um, it's an impressive two games, but he's... This is still is the first two starts of his career. The first really, two games of his career. I, I mean, say. you're right. I mean, he was he was a kid who's was, but it's not like this is a, someone without talent. I mean, he held an Alabama scholarship yeah. offer. He was at the Manning uh, but, Passing Academy right. as a high school kid. Like, you know, things didn't go well at Iowa State at the end, and sometimes you don't test well at the combine. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not suggesting he's going to be Tom Brady. Right. But he's also not Bailey Zappi. Right. But but you're ranking him with now with Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen. Dak Prescott, and then you get the Brock Purdy. It's like, do you really think that that's going to be a, a sustainable? I mean, maybe it will be. We'll see. But I, I, for now, I history says that it's going to not be. So, next, higher or lower? All right, number six, the Vikings. Number seven, Bengals. Number eight, <laughs> Miami Dolphins. AP, lead us off. Higher, lower, or just right for the Dolphins? Uh, no, I think they're. This is higher, better. Uh, I'd take them over the Bengals and Vikings right now, and I think you can make an argument <laughs> more. What? <laughs> Over the Bengals. Careful, Bishop. Bishop. Yes. <laughs> I would still tell. Look. <laughs> he almost died. I think he almost died. Weren't you great. in Cincinnati? Yes. I, oh, yes. We had. We, yes. You were there. You were on the flight, right. right? You saw him. Yes. Did you see him last week against Kansas City? I, I am willing to give them a pass on these they two They played games. without I think they're going three 2,000 yards of receiving offense. Yes. And they've whipped us. I'm aware. Yeah. Did you see Miami the last two times out? I did see Miami, and I okay. also understand that they were on a West Coast trip, and it wasn't a favorable time. Now, I'm not saying this is the main excuse, but I don't see. They've still got Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. Like, you look at the guys they have on offense, I think they're going to turn around. Mr. Bishop. Did you, did you, let me ask you a question. Question for, for AP. You just mentioned the big Brock Purdy issue. You know, you're going to need quarterbacks. you got to beat quarterbacks. Tua, Burrow. Um, yes, Burrow. You're right. I, okay. I'm not, I'm not one little thing, let me just say this. It will be a good game. I'll there say. is one injury that is not really getting talked about out of Cincinnati. They just put Trey Hendrickson on IR. I saw. Wow. Yeah. Wait, they, when was that? I think I it was last that? night. Oh, it was last night. He got broken hand or broken. The, yeah, he came off the field right away in that second quarter. He and Hubbard are a great tandem, but they don't really have a third. No. So that'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, Cincinnati, the natty. All right, final one. I got those. <laughs> Man, Bishop almost died there. I know. Does that happen? Has that, that happened happen before? Like, no, uh, no. That almost looked no. like the NFL. Broke, and we found out. Broke, we found out about a lot of things in real time on this show that none of them. Not quite even like things that. that were. Well, I, to be fair, shocking. Wednesday night tape. I wasn't drinking water as that was being dropped. Wednesday night tape. What about almost was the shrimp the cocktail other, debacle of the NFL? What about Todd Haley? The Todd Haley would have if I would have been a mid sip. Yeah, because that was that's on a mug. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's right behind Is me. it right there? Uh, final one here, guys. Uh, the Detroit Lions. We'll go all the way down to number 17. Higher, lower, just right in front of them, the Giants, Patriots, and Titans. I think behind them, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, and Green Bay. I Bishop. think the big mistake they make is they're doing this on their record, not how they're playing right now. Detroit would be favored over several of the teams that they have ranked ahead of them. It's just that they're 6-7 and seven because they lost six of the first seven yeah. games. Yeah. I love seeing what the Lions do every single week right now. Even when they were losing, they just always seem like they make games fun. They are fun. They're a lot of fun. And, and ELD, baby. 
They got to get Jamison Williams going, though. I want yeah, 40 snaps. Let him cook yeah, a little let's bit. Go. What it? Rumpke Waste Recycling, yeah. family owned and operated with the joint as a customer's employee. You'll become part of the family. Visit rumpke.com to learn more. Thanks, AP. Good job out of you. So much more to come. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. While you depend on your Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM. They'll tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Guess what? What? The next level's next. That's right. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.